live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving in storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth. We help them do work that they love, and we help you create and build actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Jake Warshaw, joined by the ever-knowledgeable Dr. John Deloney. We're here taking calls about your life and your money. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We got Leslie in Los Angeles, California. What's up with you, Leslie? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I was wondering, is it wise to spend, overspend, or spend without any limits on kids' activities since we're investing in them? Um, I'm also asking because we kind of overspent on the house. But other than that, we're very... (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, I think you're kind of answering your own question because you said the word overspend. Hold on, I I got to dig in. This is my favorite. Leslie, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Is that okay? Come on, John. Sure. (laughs) When you say you're investing in your kids, what does that mean? Um, I mean, I, I just want to, you know, my parents, they invested in us. Like I had opportunities to try everything. So now the career I have, it's exactly what I want to do. And I, I have a great job. So well, what I if I told you, like, wait, I wanna, can I stop you? Mm-hmm. What if I told you yeah. I had the opportunities to do almost nothing when I was a kid and I'm in a job that I love and I love my job. Does that hit yeah, you any true. type of way? When, when you look at your kids, it, uh, if you look at your kids as an ROI proposition financially, you're going to get into a mess. <laughs> you're going to get into a mess. Okay. So it, it, it gives people license to, I have to send them to every sporting event, all these crazy, insane travel sport nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, all yep. of the, uh, not only do we have to do uh, music lessons, we have to do, all the music lessons, and by the way, my kids are in music lessons, and my kids do one thing each, right? So when it comes to brain development, yeah, I guess you can call that an investment. When it comes to social development, having just having fun, yes, all those things are good, but if you're thinking, I'm going to overspend right now, I am going to make my house more anxious, more chaotic, so that they can maybe one day get their dream, j- That's that, that math doesn't work. Mm, that's okay? good. How much are you spending? <laughs> How much are you spending and overspending? Uh, okay, so we we spent easily up to thousand dollars between two kids. Okay. And I have three kids, um, two older kids, and then the youngest one goes to daycare. But I mean that expense we have to spend it. Sure, of course. Um, but the activities for the older kids, like thousand over a thousand a month. How much debt do you have? Um, so we don't have any debt except for the the house. Um, so we have. Um, uh, we're spending, we're paying $3,500 a month on our house. Um, but we also took, had to take out a second loan um, to buy the house because we didn't have enough to put down. Um, you, sorry. You, you had to? That's, you just had to, huh? No, we were finally ready to buy a house and that's when everything went crazy. I know, but you know and what was not to, ready yeah. for a uh, house purchase was math. Math wasn't ready. Yeah, was, Y'all were ready, but math wasn't what's, ready. What's your monthly take home? What's your take home? Because I want to see what percentage this mortgage is so of your. About, we make about twenty thousand from both of us per together. month. Yes. Okay. So your mortgage is fine. Um, no, no, but we have more. We have that second mortgage. How much is that? That's for ten years. That's for ten years, and it's twenty six hundred. 
and we owe we borrowed about a hundred thousand dollars from uh, a family member, and that we're uh, we we're paying them twenty five hundred dollars a month for the next seven years. So you're paying years. You're paying sixty one hundred dollars a month for the home. Am I? Yeah. I've got and that right. Plus, plus. the twenty five hundred to your friends. Is that right? Uh, yeah, to, yeah, family member. Yeah, so thirty five hundred dollars for the actual mortgage, twenty six hundred dollars for the uh, for ten years for the second mortgage, and twenty five hundred dollars for seven years to a family member. Leslie, you, I can hear that you know that this is insane. You're paying eighty six hundred dollars a month to tackle yeah. all of the cares of this mortgage, almost half of your take home pay. Yeah, and then we're spending it. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. And you're 20 grand. Is that take home or is that gr- is that gross? That's take home. Take okay. Home. All right. All right. The good news is you've got a great yearly income and you've got a great monthly income. That's the good news. The bad news is you're not being a good manager of this money. Um and I I hate the what this mortgage is doing to you. The 2500 that you're paying to your friends. When is that when does that end? What's the total amount and when is that over? Um I I think it's that we have six more years left. Um, no, so it was a, it was not six more years left. How, how can you pay it off? We need to get that paid off sooner. Because you okay. said you had no debt, but this is debt. So if you said you're paying 2500 for six years, how can we get that done faster? The only debt worse than owing a friend six figures is IRS debt. It's it, fi- ugh, Yeah. It's, it's so destructive to the soul of a relationship. You owe them fifteen thousand yeah. dollars, and you make twenty thousand dollars a month. How quickly can you get them that money? Oh. Yeah, Wait, you see what I'm saying. You owe them fifteen grand, or you owe them a hundred grand? No, it was about hundred thousand. Yeah, oh, hundred thousand. I don't know the exact numbers. Yeah, so it 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 kind of uh, and when we did the calculations, it was about twenty five hundred dollars for uh, seven years. Girl, dude, you, girl. <sighs> Here, here's where this ends. No, this ends in ash. Home. It ends in a, in a huge mess. No, you like I was gonna say, you can't afford to send your kids to that kind of expense. Yeah, you can't. Absolutely not. You got to clean up this this okay. mess. Y'all are broke. What you is are this? wealthy broke people. What is this house worth? Um, so we bought it for one one point three five. Um, I think it's about one point five. I. But you have no equity in it, do you? Uh, we put down, yeah, probably. Because uh, um, you had yeah, to borrow from three different sources just to get in the front door. Yeah. You guys have We got, were supposed okay. to buy like a million dollar home. We had 10% for that, but it just went crazy. And we would buy like nothing for a no, million. No, it, it, it didn't go crazy. You went crazy. Thank you. You went crazy. <laughs> it didn't. It is just its own thing. Y'all went B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, Leslie. And 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 I, I gotta get I gotta get in my 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 jade stance here for a minute because you've got it, you've got to, you gotta start with the man in the mirror. You gotta look at this and go, I and my husband did every part of this. The market didn't just happen, something didn't just up and happen to you. You went along for the ride and you signed up for it and you were like, hey, we'll do this. Hey, you called in the show and said, I'm overspending, which means you know that you're doing it, but you're still trying to find this external thing to blame for or say that it's okay. You're, if you don't start changing your habits and changing them quick, you're going to be up. A, you're already up a creek without a paddle. You guys got to get this money paid off. You make too money, to, too much money to be this broke. If a bank won't loan you money, if they won't do it, 
then something's up. Something's up. Because a bank will give money. They will lend money. They will give money to a pet. They'll they'll issue a loan for a dead person. The bank, if the bank won't do it, you ain't got no business getting it. Whew. I feel for you, Leslie. This is the Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host, joined by my co-host, John Deloney. And we're taking calls about your life, your money, your relationships, whatever's going on with your money situation. We want to talk about it. If something fishy's going on with your job, we want to talk about it. Something weird's going on at home with your money and your spouse. We want to talk about that. Give us a call. The The number is 888-825-5225. We got Allison in Portland, Oregon. Ooh, that's my old neck of the woods. What's going on, Allison? Nothing much. I just, um, I'm having some problems with my spouse. Uh, I budget. He doesn't budget. I talk about my debt. He doesn't talk about his debt. So I'm just wondering how to bring that conversation up to him and kind of get somewhere with it. Tell me a little bit more. The way you're framing that sounds like you're talking about a roommate or a business partner, not your husband. That's kind of how it feels like right now when it goes with money. So he has... We have access to like debit accounts, but credit, like he has access to my credit cards if he wants to look. I have no idea what happens with his credit card. Um, It seems like at the end of the month, he's left with little to no money in his account. And I'm left with, I mean, I've started saving for a house. I've started saving for, you know, emergency funds, things like that. But it doesn't, he hasn't been chipping in. How long have y'all been married? uh, Since September, two years. Two years. Um, One of two things is happening. Either he is seeing somebody else or is struggling with um, an addiction of some sort or has not left behind his former life that he had before he stood before friends and family and God and said, um, I do. He's propping up a lifestyle at your expense. Um, or he has such um, a, a huge debt mess and the shame surrounding that is so big, he's trying to do everything he can to hide it from you. Okay. And I, I, I don't... Like as your friend, just you and I just having nachos hanging out. I don't believe you that this is everything else in your marriage is great except for money. That never is the case. 
what else does he not talk to you about? There's, like, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I feel like we talk about every, any everything. So if there's something he's not talking about, it hasn't been brought up to me. Do you think that it's more of the latter, that it's some sort of debt mess that he has and he doesn't? I think I think there's some shame around it. I mean, I make more money than him. How much more? Uh, 40 grand more. Okay. Can, can you just tell me the, the full number that you make and the full number that he makes? So I make about 90 okay. a year. Okay. He makes about 45. Is he insecure about that? I think so, but like it's not a conversation that I've been able to have. He doesn't like to have that conversation, so I think that's part of it. So I'm like, hey, you know, I've saved up this much for a house, and you have no debt. Doesn't want to have that. Have no, I do have debt, and I'm still paying off my debt. Okay, I make. So if you if you had been my sister or my daughter, I would have told you to have this conversation before you get married. And if the person you're about to marry won't talk to you about money and won't combine accounts with you and won't partner with you on a life together, but wants to, is just hell bent on having two parallel lives together. I would say absolutely under no circumstances should you get married. Zero. Yeah. Couples that don't have this discussion end up in ash always. And when you bring kids into the mix, it gets magnified. When you put home ownership in the mix, it gets magnified. Because just the way you're talking, you're not talking like married people. You're talking like next door neighbors. His money, my money, and his account, and my account, that's not married talk. That is two people who are playing house talk. And I'm not saying that to shame you. I'm saying that I'm heartbroken for you that this is where you found yourself. And I'm heartbroken that you think so little of your safety. You don't feel safe in this house because you don't even know where you stand. And you thought you were marrying a partner and you married a child and you're, yeah, the the only way this thing turns around is if you sit down and say, I'm not going another step until we have this money conversation. Now question, Allison, I have a question for you. If you, okay, aside from um, sharing accounts, getting his password, things like that. If you just say to him, hey, I just want to talk about our beliefs. Like, what do you believe about debt? What do you believe about, like, is he willing to have any stitch of a conversation with you? Or is it just simply, and if you asked him, hey, is it is it just a total brick wall? Or is it like, hey, I just don't feel comfortable sharing my, like on a scale of one to 10, I want to know how ironclad this is. I would say if we like sit down and have a, like, I can bring stuff up about it and he'll answer, but the answer is very vague. So if I was like, Hey, this is my goal, like for, you know, my five-year goal, my three-year goal, whatever Uh it might be. He's, he's very supportive of it. He'll be like, okay, like I understand that that's kind of something I want to do. I'll be like, Oh, so how do you plan to do it? Mm -hmm. And that's where it kind of shuts off. Okay. And if you were to say, Hey, you have debt, how much he'd just be like, yeah, I have debt, but he's not going to give you a ballpark. Yeah, like I know there's some student loans. I know there's credit cards. That's what I know. I don't know if there's any like a loan or anything else. He doesn't have a card payment, anything like that. Here's what I want to ask. And and I'm asking John on your behalf because I've seen this before. Um, is it just a sense of control? Like, is it 
because some people just like to lord over finances mm-hmm. and they just like to control it and and it's just their thing you're not going to tell me what to do this is my thing i make my and, and it's just a control thing it, well, it's that's it, it becomes about power right this yeah. is my life i can do whatever i want to and by the way i can control your life yeah and or number two it's about shame Right. It's, it's, I've dug myself a hole. I'm in a mess. My wife makes twice as much money than I, it, you know, right. It becomes this whole faulty narrative. But listen, I, I was getting on to him, Allison, but when you sit down and you tell your husband, here's my five year goals, he has, what's he going to tell you? No, you can't do those things. If, if he loves you, he's going to say, great. You got to stop having these mine and yours. You got to start having our conversations. Yeah. That's a big point. Um, Allison, when I got married to Sam, he had far in the majority of student loans than I had. He had about 230 and I had about 34. And so the conversations about money, it was like an onion. It was like, all right, in this conversation, I get this layer. And then the next conversation, I'm yeah. discovering something else. And then, and over time, he was sharing more and more um, the source of that was a lot, a lot of shame, a lot of regret a lot of, hey, I'm holding you back in your life. Like if it wasn't for this, we could be doing, like that was the source of it. And the best thing that I was able to do is every time we had those conversations, I was just like, thanks for telling me, like, let's let's do more. Like, and and, and I, I actually started getting mad at him um, and saying like, what, do you not trust me? Do you not think I'm gonna support you through this? You know, like what, per- I kind of started posing the question to him, like you not telling me is telling you something, telling me something about, the character you believe I have. If you believe that I'm not a ride or die, if you believe that I'm not going to stand with you through this, is that what you think? So I kind of started, you know, putting it, putting it to him like that. And and the more that I showed him, hey, like I'm in this, it's our money, it's our debt. The more we were able to speak openly about it until all of that came out. And the more that I was like, hey, your debt is my debt. And I, and I don't know the ins and outs of your situation, but I can only tell you my own experience and as much as you like what john said man rehab that vocab and start saying we and i and this is the life that i that that we can build together and what what we can do with our money and here's our dreams and that sort of thing man that can that can tear down walls so here's what this looks like allison this looks like you and him um inviting him out for a breakfast and i like breakfast just because sometimes these conversations can take two or three or four hours a lot of twists and turns but invite him out for a breakfast and say, we need to have a hard two-year uh, conversation, two-year check-in. And when you sit down and say, I'm scared to death and I can't breathe because I don't know where we are financially. We're living two separate lives. We need to create our future, not mine and yours, but our future. And that starts with you being honest about what we owe, what our debts are, and how we are going to create a new life. But it starts with you admitting, I'm terrified. Will you please help me? This is The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. What's going on, guys? It's The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Taking calls today, your life, 
your money, how to build wealth, how to budget, how to get out of this thing called inflation and rise above. Whatever it is, we're taking your calls, 888-825-5225. When, John, was the last time that you were excited about a Monday? I'm always excited about Mondays. That's- I kind of I kind of am too. But if, if 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 that's you, if you're struggling, what if instead of waking up exhausted, you felt exhilarated? You can't wait to get to work because it's another day to fulfill your passion. All right. In a world where the bare minimum Monday, I hate that phrase, a trend has taken place of quiet quitting. It's clear people are craving meaningful work, but finding the career you were born to do can be difficult when you don't have the right tools. That's why career expert and Ramsey personality, my dog, Ken Coleman, created the Get Clear Career Assessment to help you discover your top talents, passions, and a clear mission statement that'll help you find work, that the work that the world needs you to do. I love that. The world needs you. You've got something inside you that the world needs. And after taking this quick assessment, you'll get a custom report with everything you need to take the first step towards a meaningful career start your journey and take the get clear assessment today all you need to do is go to ramseysolutions.com slash get clear and i can tell you man the road to finding what you were meant to do man it can be for me it was a little bit of a it was a windy road john i'm still trying to figure it out man i somehow stumbled into being a youtuber <laughs> can you I believe it i don't know how long this is gonna last but man. <laughs> i mean i know me a lot of what we did to find our path was so driven by like that financial survival yeah, yeah that 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 journey getting out of debt and it was all like a blur it's like you get out of college and i had a music degree and it was like what what the heck am i supposed to do with a, a music degree nobody's ever asked to see my degree ever and it's like you're just trying to trying to make your way out in the world and uh that kind of brings me it brings me to my next segment john they want us to talk about some of the craziest things we've ever done to get money. To Some get of our money? weirdest money stories. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Bro, Austin, like the statute of limitations hadn't run out on some of these things. Man. <laughs> I can't be saying that. There's the warrants. Air. There's warrants out. What's the matter with you? I can't I, say some of this. I've never done anything illegal to get money. Like that I know. I, I've, well, thanks for kicking me while you're I, down. I'm James. sorry. I, I was playing. Um, all my stories are funny stories. They're not like involving the popos. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, my, I, I, I would do things like I was the associate dean of a college, and then on on Saturday and Sunday I was painting dorm rooms, and um, like I was doing things in the morning and delivering things in the evening. I was all over the place, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I, I've had. I can tell you some jobs. Sam is like in the lobby motioning something to me. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I can tell you. The craziest story that Sam and I had is, okay, so we owed lots of money, mm-hmm. half a million, and uh, we were trying to get money. Um, I had an audition that I needed to do, and we needed to be able to move. And so Sam was like, hey, we had run out of things to sell. We had literally sold everything in the house, like to the point that we had no furniture. Like people would come over and be just sitting on the staircase because we had no furniture. So Sam gets this bright idea. He's like, hey, I know what we can sell to get money. And I'm like, what? He goes, I loaned my friend a keyboard back in high school. And I'm like, think in my head, I'm thinking it's like, like this was back in like the early 2000s. So I'm thinking it's like a, a Triton, like a, like one of those nice keyboards. And so he goes, I'm going to call him up and see if he still has it. I'm like, okay. So he calls up Andrew and Andrew's like, dude, 
I don't know if I still have the You're keyboard. You're that guy, Sam. He's like, I, I he's like, you can search, you can search the garage and see if you can find it. So we drive over to his house. By the way, he lives with his parents in like this giant mansion. We get to the house and Andrew's like, dude, check the garage. So he opens it. He's, my husband is like searching in the garage for this <laughs> keyboard. He finally finds it. And it's like an old like Walmart like a Casio. Casio. <laughs> Bro, I was like, what are we going to get for this is $20? $20? But that's when let me tell you when you're out hey, here trying hungry, to get money, whew, you will go for it. You will go do any, when I tell you so when I tell y'all to go sell stuff and when I tell you guys to get crazy that I know, I'm not telling you to do anything I didn't do. I rented a room out of my buddy's mom's house like stayed in I, I mean i was a grown man with a, with a good job uh i was engaged and i was waiting to get married and i lived in a house yeah we sold our house we sold our nice house and moved into a dorm we've done some crazy stuff to try to make make ends meet but did you sleep on an air mattress for five years i did not do that i, did not <laughs> I do slept that. on an air mattress for five years and i'm checking my text because sam is like one oh okay sam just texted me the craziest thing we ever did for money i forgot about this we used to work on cruise lines. Okay. And we used to get booked to do our show on the cruise lines. And so we got booked, John, to do a nude cruise. All the passengers been there. We've all been the passengers there. on the ship were buck naked. <laughs> and I had to perform with my clothes on. I did not participate in this craziness. We performed. We were on the ship for five days. With all naked people. Oh, wow. 3,000 naked people, John. That's the craziest thing I've ever done to get money. <laughs> the craziest thing. I'm j- You're talking about somebody in the buffet. No! Slicing some ham no for naked a ham buffets. sandwich. Yes. America, can we be better than that? No naked buffets. I'm telling you, I went to the gym and your boy was no! on that leg press. Oh, no! He was getting it on the leg press. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> this is a true story. True story. I forgot about it. Thank you, Sam, for texting me that. Man, that's it, John. All right, you win. You win. You win. When I tell y'all we did some things, I'm telling you we did some things. All right, with that, we need to take a call. We need to get our lives back together. We got Raina in Houston, Texas. What's going on, Raina? H-Town. What's up, Raina? Hello. Um, I was just calling because um, I just started the Dave Ramsey plan, and um, prior to this, I used to be really, really poor, so... Mm -hmm. Every time I would get my income tax, I would um, just put it towards my rent. Um, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a house now, and um, I owe $46,950. And what I used to do was pay my bills in advance. So I'm not due till September 1st on my mortgage, and I have a car payment that I'm not due till July, and it's 652 But And I have a... Uh, 401k loan for 7000 which is next in line to get paid. I have a $1,000 emergency fund. And my question is, is, do I just continue to pay my bills as if I'm not ahead? Or do I just not pay it to those dates and just put that towards the, the, the 401k loan? Like, I'm not sure what direction to go into. Raina, J- Jade's going to walk you through it. I just want to tell you. I'm so, so proud of you. Thank you. No, like, listen. Like, oh, thank you. What you have done is some of the hardest work a human can do. Mm -hmm. You you took a machete and you head off into the woods and you said, there is no trail, I will make one. 
and that makes you strong and that makes you brave and uh it's an honor to to have gotten get to talk to you it's awesome okay sorry i'm I'm, I'm so proud of you it's amazing fellow houstonian here i'm so proud of you it's amazing all right go ahead jade i think you're doing great you know that the fact that you're getting ahead that's letting me know that you've got extra money in your budget to do that. I feel like you're still kind of in that survival mode. Right. And I want you to know that you don't have to operate like that. You can do a month to month budget like everybody else. And I think that you're going to get further faster that way because you're really going to see the margin that you have to start paying down uh, this this 401k loan to start paying your car completely off. So I want you to walk the baby steps. Um, you've got the thousand dollars saved. That's an excellent job. And I want you to work your ba- baby step two, which is paying off your debt. And I want you to use the debt snowball method. So Reyna, with that, you're listing all of your debt from smallest to largest. So you you mentioned a car note, you mentioned a 401k loan. If there's anything else in that, list that debt from smallest to largest, make minimum payments on all of the debt and put any and all extra money on the smallest debt until it's gone and work that snowball until all your debts are gone. And then you're going to be able to stack up a nice three to six month emergency fund uh, to finish this out for you and then go go on through the baby steps. You're going to be investing. You're going to be saving for kids college. You are doing an, a fabulous job. You're going to be one of these people standing on this stage as a baby steps millionaire one day. Hey, let's get fabulous her FPU job. for a year and let's get her every dollar um, just so we can support her on her amazing transformation. This is The Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by Dr. John Deloney, taking calls about your life and your money. Scripture and quote of the day. Proverbs 18.22 says this, By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Let that one sink in. Like it. ACDC, come on, son. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. I feel like they did that for you, John. I'll take it. Maybe they did it. it for me, too. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock it. I don't know. Usually when you have an ACDC quote next to a, a Bible verse, the paper just catches fire, but whatever, guys. <laughs> it did catch fire earlier. Whatever, I, I put guys. it out already. <laughs> We're taking your calls. Give us a call, 888-825-5225. We got Ryan in Indianapolis, Indiana. What's going down? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What's my up? My question is, my wife and I are 27 and 26. Um, we're in baby step 3B slash 4, kind of in the house saving slash investing 15% step. We are wondering if we should leave our family and kind of like everything we have behind in our small rural Indiana town for a government job kind of across the country, whether that be in Texas, North Carolina, um, or, and of course the benefits that come with that, you know, housing stipend, pension, um, why the, would you not do that. this? So the only thing holding us back is our family. Do, um, do you even like have, them? We love our family, yes. That's good. <laughs> gross. So, That's gross. Gross. That's the hard part. That's good. That's the hard part. <laughs> that but is a yeah, hard part. So I don't know. You're talking, you're talking, Ryan, you're talking to two people who have done this. Mm-hmm. We love our families. Yeah, so that was where I was at. We love our families, and we've moved across the country for work and for opportunity. And I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for you guys, but it's been great. I think it's been, yeah. I'm not going to say that it's always easy because it's hard. Community. I mean, you can't buy community. You cannot. You know, that's one of those things that takes time, digging in and creating. And what you've created over time in Indianapolis, that's not going to just crop up for you. You know, 
a, six months into it or a year into it. That takes time to build. So I'm not going to lie to you and say it's going to be easy, but you've got to sit down with your wife and kind of sort through like what what are what do we want and what does that look like and what are we willing to sacrifice because there you got to take the the bad with the good. Yeah, so that like would you guys suggest renting a course in the beginning? So we yeah. have about sixty grand yeah. saved up for a house. Absolutely um, rent. Absolutely rent. Of, yes. Okay. Because you and you got two variables here. One, you don't know the you don't know the ins and outs of the community you're gonna be landing in. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to buy a house and then realize you wish you were on the other side of town or you wish you were more rural or more downtown or whatever. And two, you don't know if this is Here's, here's what a lot of folks box themselves in, especially as 26 and 27-year-olds. It's either we stay here forever and die, or we move and we never come back. And those that's a false binary narrative. It's not true. You can move for 18 months. You can move for six months, and both you and your wife look at each other and say, this is a disaster. we got to go back. Mm-hmm. And in a small rural town, two awesome folks, like you, they'll take you back. <laughs> they right? sure will. Or you can move and realize, ah. And when you don't have a house payment, you're renting. The pr- there's no pressure sitting on on you on your chest and on your wife's chest. You can't breathe, and then you can actually live your life and decide: is this is this for us or not? When me and my wife moved from Nashville to, I mean, from Texas, Nashville, we rented. We rented for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point, Ryan. And and Sam and I did the same thing. When we were making the decision to come here to Nashville, one of the things that gave me so much peace is I was like, if we hate it, we can go back. We just leave. Like we're we're adults. Yeah. Like no one's gonna stop us. And so I think that. Yeah, I I think it's exciting. Yet again, we talk to somebody who has done well with their money. They've got choices that they can make. And there's not a right or wrong choice. You can just up and decide, what do you want to do? They got options. I love that. Thanks for the call, Ryan. It's up to you what you want to do. It's up to you and your family. You can do either one. All right, we got Ryan in Lansing, Michigan. What's going on, Ryan? Matthew. I got to put my glasses on, John. (laughs) What's going on, Matthew? How can we help? Hey, uh, I'm doing well. I just, I'm a new listener to the podcast, been listening for a month or so. Welcome to the gang. I'm 18 years old and, uh, I currently am working for state government and I really don't like my job, but they're (laughs) paying for a lot of my college. Um, so my question to you is, should I leave my job because I don't like it and then have to pay more for college? Or should I stick with this job for a few more years and get the college paid for? How old are you? 18. What are you going to college for? Uh, cybersecurity. Is there, are you enjoying your coursework? Is that what you want to do? Uh, yeah. I, it's, it's not necessarily my dream job, but it is um, probably the, what I would want to do that's actually going to pay the bills. Okay. If I'm you, I would tell you to, to to stay and get your job. Keep keep your work and get your college paid for. You're, and here's why: because you're 18. Um, like if if you quit, you're gonna go to college and you're gonna be waiting tables and mowing lawn. I mean, you're gonna be doing work um, on the side to to make these payments. And so I would say, man, get all the experience you can. See if you can get involved in some of the IT work or some of the cybersecurity work, or, or go to coffee with those guys. So it may not be the ins and outs of your job that you don't that you love every day, but do you what you can, like Ken talks about with the proximity principle, to rub shoulders with some of these folks in the security work or the government work, how it all works. None of that's going to go to waste because I can see you getting done with your uh, four-year degree, getting a uh, certificate in cybersecurity, and then having four years of government work on your resume, and that's going to look real good. Okay, and and with that, um, it is possible for me to to transfer 
um, within the government to other positions. Um, would you recommend me look into that as well? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I just, I'm not sure if, if that would leave, like I've only been at the job I'm at for, for six months and well, I don't want to What about it do you not have, like? What was that? What about it do you not like? The job? Yeah. Uh, it's very mundane work. Um, I don't feel like I'm really accomplishing anything. And then at the same time, uh, there's very few achievable goals. I don't have, uh, there's not a set, uh, I guess, completion of a task. It's just kind of work on it and it, it never really gets done, you know? Yeah. I, I, I guess what I'm asking is, um, you're and Jade Hoppin here, you're, you're, you're currently seeking a degree to get qualified for the job that you want to do. And so you are not at this current job for any philosophical reason other than they provide you uh, an experience and a paycheck. And that paycheck is being used to fund your qualifying um, pa- your, your qualification path so that you can get this, this job you want. When you we are expecting, and all of us do this, but we, we've created a culture where we expect our jobs to give us all of our purpose and all of our meaning and all of our, all, and sometimes it's a means to an end. And right now you've got, you've got a, you've got a date that a finish line here and that's yeah. graduation and then you're done, right? I agree. It's a means to yeah. an end. Like you said, if you were older and, and you were calling in just saying, hey, I hate my job. I need to get out of it. That's different. But you're young. You're using this to pay for your education. You're trading one thing for another. I think it's a great trade because you're getting your school paid for. Yeah. You're not going to have student loans coming out of this. <laughs> now, I think that that's worth it. Um, if there's some reason that you get out of this, then you just got to swear to yourself that you're going to pay cash right. from here on out. That's that's really where the the give and take of this. If you're not going to keep this job, how are you going to pay for school? I actually, um, this is me. I I like that you you need to sit in a mundane boring job for a season. Man. To show yourself I can do this. I can do I can do tough stuff, I can do boring stuff, I can do exhausting stuff. There's a there's a there's a strength and character on the back yes. end of this um that I think would be worth your time. And as an 18-year-old, you're you're rolling your eyes right now. I can feel them through the phone. You're like, "Oh gosh, I mean, this old idiot." I get that. That's fine. <laughs> but raise your hand if you've ever worked a job that you hated. Exactly. I mean, come on. Everybody. That's everybody. Uh, and and yeah. especially when it's a means to an end. So, yeah. um if if you have an opportunity to move or move in there and find something that's more you think, absolutely. But I wouldn't go applying and saying, "I'm through with this terrible I'd ride it out, man. You've got a pretty sweet setup right now, and it's it's adjacent to what you want to do for your for your career. I, I'd, I'd let it ride, brother, and take the free tuition. I'd do the same thing. Look, there's purpose in the process, and a lot of times we want to try to get skirt that process because it's not fun or it's boring or it's not what we, all that it was cracked up to be. But in this case, it's serving a greater purpose. All right, that does it for this hour. Be sure to join us next time. And remember, when it comes to changing your life and your money, you can tell me that you won't do it, but please don't tell me you can't do it. With Christ, all things are possible. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.